Welcome to the Character Chronicles, the people show. Checking the post rescue nation brought to you by X Cancer. Check them out at xcancer.com. Today I'm joined by a special guest, Heisman Trophy winner, Mr. Johnny Rogers. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, Adam. I Hang appreciate- in here, buddy. Every day is game day. Every Not day. Not every other day. You got to be on it. I love that you say that. Every time since I met you like 10 years ago, you say that all the time. And I love that. Talk to me because we're, you know, the spring games, it's spring football season, spring game season, things of that nature. Nebraska's got a lot of new coaches on offense this year. Okay. Talk to me about what it's like adjusting to a new coach and a new potential offensive scheme as an offensive player. Well, I think it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's always new when you're in college football. Uh, you come into new things, new situations, and uh, I think it really creates hope. Uh, you know that, uh, that we're going to have something new and different and exciting, and uh, the players are probably anxious to, to learn because uh, all of them are, are winning. And this gives you an opportunity to have more to more hope on putting your your thoughts into actions as as a group. And to bring the, the better you can do that, the better you're going to be able to bring your team together. Uh, the better the coaches can come together, the better the players can can unite. And I think that we really do seriously have a, a chance to uh, to tune in on six, seven wins this year, and, and more than likely, I, I think is hopefully uh, that we'll go to a bowl game. Pretty much, I, I've looked at our schedule. Uh, I think that we have uh, the ability to win several games, and you know, seven to nine games. Uh, actually, and uh, I think the attitudes is changing. Um, I know there's a lot of people coming to the spring game this year. There's, there's still excitement in the air, and we just want to get things back on track and to get our continue our winning tradition. So I do think there's a lot of Kool Aid flow in this off season. Um, you know, I like to drink the Kool Aid. If nothing else, it's better than you know living in the doldrums. And then when the season rolls around, you just react to whatever happens. Uh, my favorite flavor of Kool-Aid is fruit punch in case anyone's interested. But yeah, the I think there is some hope, some optimism, especially with the new coaches that are coming in. So going into year five, obviously years one through four have not been what anybody had hoped for Scott Frost so far. Hopefully things change and turn around this season. For you, what do you think Scott Frost, like what's the bare minimum he has to do I don't know how else to put it. I guess to keep his job going into year five, he is kind of coaching for his job. Like, what is what's the bare minimum he has to do win loss record wise? You talked about potentially seven to nine wins, you know. But what's the what's the bare minimum amount of wins he has to get in your mind to keep his job going forward? Well, I'm pretty certain that it takes six games to to go to a bowl game. Am I correct? You are correct. We got to go to a bowl game this year. I need to go to a bowl game. I think that's, you know, my expectations are far above that, but I think the minimum is that we have to take us to a bowl game and get the, uh, get, get our fans an opportunity to, to travel like we used to. Uh, so we get that feeling back, that optimism, that unity, uh, of, of winning. You know, you, it's just like the law of increasing returns. So once you can get it going in the right direction, it's hard to keep from continuing to go in that direction. And so we just have to get it going in that direction. And six games is a minimum that I think that we're capable with, with all the newness that we have and all the brilliance that we have and uh, the new coaches. Um, we got some pretty good players that are coming in as well to support the, uh, that backdrop that we have. So I think it's very reasonable to expect uh, at least – going to a bowl game and I mean at least if we can't if we can't go to the bowl game then all all has went bizarrely wrong 
because I think that the schedule dictates that uh, that's probable rather than just possible. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's kind of a universal consensus because that's kind of my answer too. Six and six, go into a bowl game. I guess I forgot. You can technically go at five and seven if you qualify otherwise, but we're not talking about that stuff. At least six and right. six, especially through the first five years, uh, going to at least one bowl game and at least having one 500 record. So I'm completely with you right. on that one. We don't want five games. We don't want to pass. We exactly. Want, we want to win six games. Exactly. Uh, or, or more. Going in the right direction. Yeah, like you or said, more. or more. Yeah, I expect more, but yeah. what, uh, the minimum that could happen because, you know, things happen. Yeah. And you can, you can have a win in your pocket and in the last five seconds of the game, a fumble or something occurs and, and – and you lose. So things can happen, but I think even if they happen, that we have to win. Uh, we have to win six games and show them some some consistency and uniformity uh, in our in our whole program, and that the new coaches have brought new ideas and we're going in the right direction. That's just what what they came for, and that's what we have to do. For sure. Now talk to me because you're one of the best punt returners, kick returners of all time. Talk to me about special teams. Obviously, they've not been great. I don't think we have to chat too much about the past. But talk to me. We got a new special. Te- we have a special teams coordinator, which is a new special teams coordinator as well, Mister Bill Bush. Talk to me, especially about the return game, because Nebraska has struggled in a lot of facets of special teams. But what do you what do you think? Uh, the special teams, the new coordinator. What do you think about how they improve their return game specifically? Since you, that's something you excelled at during your career. Well, um, Bob Devaney taught me that. Football is made up of, of three parts. We have offense, defense, and special teams. So we have to work on our special teams just like we work on our offense and our defense. Uh, and they have to have to put in just as much effort to develop that because that's where big plays uh, happen. And you, you have to get to excited. A lot of the guys in, in my day who weren't really consistent on the uh, – <clears throat> it came to uh, – no, before I came – Whoever really didn't have a, a job pretty much on offense or defense, then they, they, they went out for special teams. They got on the special teams because they weren't able to get offense and te- defense. Well, it came to the point where we put our best players, uh, on special teams. That took them out too. You had to be an A player to really be able to play special teams because that's where the big plays are coming from. Uh, and you can win or lose it right there, but you have to put as much effort in developing your special teams, your, all the special teams that, that you have that you put together, whether it's the punting, the kicking, the receiving, the returning, the field goals, everything has to go together in their special teams and to be able to take the opportunities when they come and be prepared for them and really good at and confident because every time that, uh, we went back for a punt return out of, we really believed that we we, we, we could score. We were trying to score every single time. We we got good field position more times than not, uh, but we were trying to score every time and believe that we could. And we just had to deal. Everybody get a buck. Everybody get a buck. I used to call a punt return left and not go right. I call a punt return right and not go left. So we decided we just started calling them uh, up the middle. I said, oh, <laughs> just say everybody get a buck. Ready, break. And we went. Isn't that a little bit dangerous? If the return is to the left and you're going to the right, I mean, aren't you putting your health at jeopardy a little bit there, Johnny? Well, uh, what, what, I, what <laughs> I found out, Adam, is that you really couldn't call ahead of time because it's predicated on what happens. Yeah. And so sometimes <laughs> sometimes if you're calling the right and everybody, that's what happened. Uh, we called a right return and everybody was following the wrong right. And I could see that. So it was no sense in going right. So I had to, to adjust on the spot. So 
like I said, you have to just to, by going up the middle, we could just do things predicated upon what they were doing. We could make those adjustments. Uh, when you got everybody over on the right or the left, you you can't you can't make that adjustment as easy. No, uh, so you have to you, you just can't plan ahead. You got to just react. Yeah, no. uh, to really what's happening on the spot and be able to do that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I coach my middle school teams, and our special teams, all of our returns are just right up the middle. And I do it for the same reason. I have no idea where that, that sixth grader is going to kick the frickin' ball, so we're just going to catch it and run up the middle. Um, That's exactly. Everybody knows. It's just everybody get a block. That's what's important. Talk to me about the mindset of a returner. And I actually, I don't know if you remember, I asked you this question a couple, three years ago, because I'm curious. Now you can fair catch the ball at the five-yard line on a kickoff return. That wasn't the case when I was growing up and when you were playing. And now if you fair catch it on a kickoff return, as an example, you get the ball at the 25-yard line. So if you were a returner, would you still have the same mindset you once did? And you once told me, Everything. You were returning everything. You weren't calling a fair catch. Would you still have that mindset in today's special teams game with the new rules, or would it be a little bit different than it once was? Well, if you fair catch, you can't score a touchdown. Like I said earlier, uh, every time that we got the ball, we were trying, we thought we were going to score. So I would not have really wanted to settle for a. uh, getting a 20 yard return when we could have a 100 yard return or 80 yard return or 70 yard return. Uh, and I think we almost always would get 20, 25 without question. So they're not giving us nothing that we really couldn't do for ourselves. And we out there to earn it. So I would not ever really put the mindset on my team that we want to settle for the 20 or the 25, uh, when we can get more. I mean, you can't, you can't have them doing that. And then when the game's big and you got to have a big one and let's get a big one out there now. Well, we've already chosen that we don't, we, we're satisfied with just getting the ball that 20. Without anything happening, because I think they might be afraid of fumbling uh, or, you know, some type of way that they would actually lose possession. But to take away your potential for the big play is taking away the the, uh, the excitement and the confidence in the team on being able to do better. Because we got to do better than just the 20 yards. Yeah. 20 yards is not a big play. Yeah. No, 20 I... yards is what they give you. We, we want to go take uh, some opportunities and make things happen. That's what you do on any play. You make it happen. It just doesn't happen. You know, that's why we have a team. We're better. We can dominate. We can make this happen. And that's why we're proxying every day so we can create the big play, not so we can run up to the 20 yard line. Yeah, no, I completely. And I'm not fair catching ever. So. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I, I completely agree with you. I always tried yeah. to get the special teams coaches to put me back there because they always said on a punt return they want at least a first down, which is 10. I'm like, well, I'll get you 10 yards. I don't know if I'll get you the Johnny Rogers, you know, pull him out of the, the aisle type deal, but I get you 10. They never would put me back there, though. I don't know why. I don't know why. I got to question that coaching a little well, bit, Johnny. I think everybody can get 10. So I, don't, I don't know why we, we take it. Because you got that that confidence, you can do that. So why let's do that? Because we could break it. Yeah. But to take away that opportunity, that potential is really, you know, you're taking away people's careers. Because you know, I made a living on punt returns. Our, our punt returns are not going to have the, the confidence of being able to go and what it takes to get that repetition to see the things that happen all along the way. Uh, you know, to, to learn to, to to make those adjustments. 
there's no adjustments. I mean, so it's the repetition that really makes it make it really happen. And just being able to do it over and over again and to catch it over and over again and to catch it in the crowd. That's the difference from uh, uh, when you're catching it uh, with people around you than it is if you're if you're out on your own. And if and on a, on a kickoff return, like if you run up in there as hard as you can, you know, if you don't get there right, you run into a brick wall. Uh, and but it's good to learn that. You know, but but your angles, you can you can elude them by going uh, straight up and then making that cut at the right time, and you can break right through. Yep. But that takes repetition. Yeah. Uh, and, and confidence, uh, and you have to have done it. But if you do it enough time, it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. But by taking away the opportunities, and then you're taking away the averages, where probably not going to happen, and you're not going to be there when you need it. And we're, and we're all going to be in situations where we really need to have a little bit more and have have be able to have the confidence to go get it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I look at a guy like in the pros, I look at a guy like Devin Hester. He's a borderline Hall of Famer just off of returns alone. And I look at a guy like that and I'm like, you know, his career would be very different with some of the rule changes in, in today's game when it comes to special teams, especially what they what they do in the NFL. Last question for you I got. So there's you mentioned earlier in the interview, it's why I'm circling back, that a lot of the former players are coming back. And I know... You know, some of the players have felt there's been a little bit of a disconnect between players from the 90s and maybe other players not from the 90s kind of being treated equally or whatever the case may be. But a lot of those players are coming back for this spring game. They're trying to, you know, get everyone on the same page even more so. So what are your thoughts on all the former players coming back for the spring game and getting all the former players together? Well, I think that to keep people close and to keep our teammates close and to keep our alumni close is a good is, is a way to really keep more guys from jumping into the portal and leaving because they see the significance and the, the camaraderie, uh, the allegiance that, that that our university has. It could make them feel like this is part of a big family. And we have to lead by example. We have to really be that way, do those things, and to show up. And I think that we should have more interaction with uh, uh, former players, with current players, uh, uh, because they have no idea of really what to expect. They never see us. They never, we never talk to them. Uh, there's no mentoring really going on. Uh, it's just uh, for them to see us uh, coming together, I think it should happen more times than not. And there should be somebody visiting our campus uh, every single week, probably even talking to our kids. And we're taking the expense of flying people in from wherever uh, just so they can interact with successful people and people who have played and got their degrees and then went on to do something else and necessarily go to the pros. So you saw the options that are that are available just because you have access from your participation in the program and how, how far you can go by just staying here, but by not giving them any reason to really just stay here uh, and they don't see or talk to any of us, then uh, it, it's so easy to really think that someplace else is better and there's, there's something else you can do that, that you're not getting enough out of where you're at. No doubt about it, man. I appreciate your time. I agree with you, and thank you. Okay, thank you. Go so- Big Red. Until next time, Husker Nation. Every day's game day. Throw the bones. 
This show is brought to you by X Cancer. Join the fight at xcancerstore.com and support your loved ones, your neighbors, and cancer fighters all over the world and help them gain access to revolutionary treatments. xcancerstore.com has a wide variety of t-shirts and merchandise supporting a wide variety of cancer battles so you can show off the colors that matter. Proceeds from each purchase not only help those at home, but also cancer fighters in Tanzania, Africa. Check them out at xcancerstore.com. 